Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm no executioner. I'm Alex. <laughs> this week. We really got nothing this week, folks. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about Batman Begins. Unfortunately, we are we are Britainless. We have revolutionized for the week. Uh, <laughs> That's so terrible. I'm pretty sure I used that in one of the descriptions for one of these two. You probably <laughs> did. Um, just milking it for all it's worth. Uh, yeah, we. This is also probably the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast. Yeah, we just woke up like half. Unless an hour. you count, unless you count like three a.m. As, as yeah. Yeah. Um, each of us has very weird schedules this yeah. week yeah uh, we, w- we will probably not have a podcast the following week we'll probably skip that and, and come back hopefully with with Britain again uh, the week after so be back to two week a two week break here or skip whatever you want to call it um, I know we've been pretty good about keeping it to one week up to this point but we're gonna you know holidays and such gonna have to step yeah. back for a moment we're up early. Yeah, so that's fun. <laughs> early for us, I guess. All right, what's All the right, info? So Batman Begins, directed by the beloved Christopher Nolan from 2005. Right. <laughs> Christopher right. Nolan, the great and powerful. Yep. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> it has an 84% uh, critic score and a 94% audience score. Tyler, best or worst thing? Uh, I thought of a worst thing because you kept telling me to and I forgot to think of the best thing. I'll go with my worst thing first, then. Um, my, my worst thing is... Subverting expectations? Yeah, yeah man. Uh, my worst thing is probably the microwave emitter, <clears throat> which has been kind of beaten to death as far as, oh, why doesn't it destroy people, you know, when it goes off? And it's kind of a... And even even then, I don't hate it, because it's still creative. Yeah. It, you know, and, it, like, it... You know the the way it gets used for the final plot and everything. Like it's still, I don't know. I I don't hate it too much just because it doesn't really make scientific sense. Because there's a lot of things that don't make scientific sense in movies, and at least this one is interesting and adds a creative kind of like fight to the end of the movie and everything. I, I I'm not a huge you know. I'm not gonna like say this is the worst movie ever because they did something that's a little illogical. Well, in terms of MacGuffin devices, at least it's not, oh, hey, he wants to turn everyone to giant lizards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or we want to shoot a blue laser into the sky. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. And that's the other thing, too, is that the movie does not make, like, a big deal out of it. It's yeah. it's it's just kind of, th- you know, tossed in there. It's not like with Transformers where they're like, oh, my God, the cube! Sam the Cube and like like it's 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 like the this huge thing. Yeah, there's a there's a dump truck outside in case you can hear that. <laughs> it's loud and obnoxious and it wakes me up nearly every day. <laughs> um, it's but, the bane of my existence. No, no, not okay. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with it. The uh. It's it's not. I mean, if you're not okay with it, you can just edit it out. You're the editor. But but I'm trying to to go on with the podcast here, and you are delaying it by talking about a stupid dump truck. It's not okay. It hurts. I'm me. making puns. It hurts me. I'm not. I'm not on a psychological level. It hurts me. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the microwave emitter though, it's not built up to be this thing where it's like, oh, you know, it's it's like the, the first. 
the, the type of movie I'm making of is a movie where the, the, the big MacGuffin that doesn't make any sense is the very first scene of the movie and like they do like a flashback to a thousand years ago and it's like oh look at this thing it's doing stuff and then like it, they, they keep talking about it and it's, it's like brought up constantly it's it's just kind of you know tucked in there and they keep they bring it up every now and then just to remind you it's still there that someone stole it yeah. and then eventually it comes in and it's it, I'm, I'm okay with that a lot more so than when they make this big deal out of something that we don't really care about at least it's it's kind of just like hey here's a plot thing that I want to happen and this is the easiest way to do it so I'm just gonna be efficient about it get in the movie and not worry about it it's the best way to handle a stupid MacGuffin device yeah. if you're gonna have one yeah exactly um best thing my best thing would probably be all of just the like comic references that are like I, I did not realize this like remember this at first but because yeah, I for a long time I always figured or I always thought of this trilogy as being like a really good movie trilogy but not a great Batman trilogy mm -hmm. um, just because it's not you know straight off the page comic Batman but at the same time there's a out of all the Batman movies we've gotten, I think this is the most straight off yeah. the page. Yeah, I would. I would unless you're comparing the '60s movie to it, the comics of its day, yeah. in which case that one wins. Yeah, but but as far as like this versus like year one, yeah. I mean, there's some scenes where where like the bat, the, he he calls the bats to like chase people out of a building, stuff like that. That's straight out of year one. And one one thing that bothers me is that he never uses that again. Yeah, I feel like that would be very useful in certain si but, situations. But it's the same thing year one too. Yeah. So, uh, but at least that was a one shot. I mean, yeah, you can argue like the comics that came after that should have followed that, but yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this had sequels made by the same people. That's true. Uh, the the thing is though, like they constantly toss out references just just everywhere. You know, obviously the the it's obviously the villain is is Ra's al Ghul, which is already you know we're we're digging fairly deep into Batman lore there. As far as I mean, now I think I'm pretty sure the reason Ra's al Ghul was popular now is because of this movie. Like, I mean, obviously, people loved him in the comics. I mean, having Liam Neeson play Ra's al Ghul helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's Liam Neeson, and everyone loves Liam Neeson. Yeah, definitely. Um, Even but, when he does schlock, like, Taken 2 <laughs> and Taken 3. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, but that was, that's, that's Liam Neeson now. This was, <laughs> this was the Liam Neeson who started the seminal hit, The Phantom Menace. So, you know, he's obviously picking, picking the right movies here. <laughs> but like Ra's al Ghul wasn't I mean I, I don't at least, maybe I'm completely off on this but I don't think he was usually like at least not not in the popular sense of being like if you just ask someone hey what are Batman's villains they'd probably be like well there's the Joker and the Riddler and Two-Face like I I mean I guess maybe pretty much the ones that they've already yeah, used yeah they would probably go back to those and I don't think that's just because they were in the movies. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe I. I mean, I. I didn't live through that time. I don't know for sure. But, um, I. I feel like people generally would not have thought of Ra's al Ghul if you asked them, "Hey, who's who's some Batman villains?" You know. And I think this movie really put him on the map, and is the reason he got used in like Arrow. He got used in. <laughs> you're, you're giving me a face, uh, because it's Arrow. <laughs> and then he specifically, it's Arrow season three. Yeah. Um, it's where I stopped and, watching. And of course. Well, I was gonna say he got used in Arkham Asylum. He got everyone got used in Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Yeah. Not not Asylum, but City. Uh, but but I feel like he's he's come up several times because of this movie. Because Christopher Nolan was like, "Hey, let's let's go for something interesting instead of just well, the, grabbing the first guy we here's think." Here's the thing: 
It also started the confusion of if it's Roz or Raish. Yeah. Roz al Ghul is easier to say for me. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... It rolls off the tongue better. I I'm, feel I'm like for the that. most part, everybody else says Raish al Ghul. Uh, most other whatever. iterations say yeah. that. I don't know. Um, and, but I, I, I love the twist that it's originally... He's he's supposed to be playing Henry Ducard, and then we see we see one version of Ross or Raish or whoever you want to say. And then... um. That it, it turns out at the end of the movie, oh crap! He was he was Lee, or he was Liam Neeson the whole time. He was he was he was Liam Neeson the whole time. <laughs> he was Ross Agul the whole time, and so that's really interesting. Um, I I really dig that twist. I think that's really clever. Uh, well, and, plus, and, it makes it makes sense. Unlike a certain twist that happens later in these films, <laughs> also involving just, an, a member of the Al Ghul family, that that just comes out of nowhere and has really no bearing on the plot. It's just like we need a twist, and we'll get there. <laughs> oh. It's like poetry rhymes. <laughs> oh Lord, uh, the but as far as other references go, they like they just toss out. Um, is it Maroni or is it um, Falcone? Falcone, Falcone is me. Yeah, um, that's another weird thing. Is I, I I always thought it was supposed to be Falcone, and then in this one they they say Falcone, and I'm like that that seems too easy. That one's Falcone and one's Maroni, and it ends with and I don't know. I, I I don't know how to pronounce any of these names. I I really should have looked this up, but I just I mostly just read the comics, so I'm like, okay, I'll just go with whatever the movies say. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So they throw they throw Falcone or Falconeer in there and then um Zaz uh, has a little setup and payoff not not really payoff but setup and then he pops up at the end yeah uh, and then Scarecrow obviously is straight up Scarecrow in this movie uh I'm trying to think of some of the other ones Flash right yeah Flash um Lobe yeah they, they they basically have the 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 crew from uh year one yeah the, the I mean they're not really accurate to their depictions in that book. Yeah. But, I mean, the names are there. Yeah. I mean, Loeb's not too far off, I don't think. Isn't he supposed to be kind of, like, corrupt-ish? Or do they really do that? Well, we never really get the sense in this movie if he's corrupt or not. Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Especially when you get into the second one. He doesn't seem corrupt. Well, either way. Um, and then but... Flass has the same characteristics in terms of he's a dirty cop who doesn't, like, Gordon very much yeah but he's not like like in the comic he's more like athletic and he's really right. built right yeah 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 and this flash is just kind of fat <laughs> well yeah cause they didn't they didn't feel like giving him the oh I'm gonna beat up Gordon and be a terrible person and stuff yeah uh, but yeah and then and of course they have the year one thing with the bats like we just mentioned and I, I feel like they just keep tossing these out and I'm like oh Wait, there's actually like like I, I I did not realize that it was fairly entrenched in the comics world. Yeah. As well as well as far as all the stuff that happened. And I really like his costume here. I know you you're not a fan of like his neck, but I kinda this might be my favorite bat costume. I do wish it had the yellow logo, but I understand, you know, Nolan didn't probably didn't really feel like going for that. Yeah. Um I kind of I, I feel like he could have made that made that work, especially if he brought up the explanation of oh it's a, it's a target because that's his best his most protected area or whatever. Yeah. Either way, um, I yeah I, I really dig the, the the look of it overall. I feel like it makes him look very very bulky and you know kind of shadowy and stuff like that. Uh, bulky in a good way, not not like sometimes how I feel about 
the, the bat flight costume. Yeah. Uh, does that costume give him like? It, does that have like padding for more muscles? Yes. Is that the, okay? I think that that might be my problem with that. And thing, the mold, that. I don't think it's even Ben Affleck's mold. Yeah. Like of his muscles, I think they said it was another guy that they got. Yeah. So it's not. It's like what? What? The, I feel like that's the problem with it is that it should literally just be, you know, a cloth kind of form fitting yeah. suit that fits. I mean, Ben Affleck got this because he's huge. Yeah. There's and no reason to. Now anyway. you're talking yes, about Batman versus Superman prematurely. It's not my fault. <laughs> Dang it. I know. Okay, uh, so my best thing. Yeah. Twelve and a half minutes into this yeah. podcast. This is um, a regular occurrence for us. Don't yeah. even act like we're we're behind schedule. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um I'm just gonna say the overall treatment and respect for Batman as a character yeah. and as a piece of pop culture. They finally got him right, like mm-hmm. completely. I know we like Val Kilmer a lot in Batman Forever, but they still didn't quite get get it. Yeah. And here they they got it. Mm-hmm. This is everything interesting about Bruce Wayne. Take notes, Tim Burton is fleshed out. Mm-hmm. We get to see it all and make him feel like a real human. That way, when bad stuff happens to him, we care. Yeah. Like I understand Tim Burton's thinking about it. Like he, this is so. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is that it's like polar opposites in terms of how you treat Batman. Yeah, he wants to keep Batman in the shadows. I don't want to say. I know I said before he's not really interested in Batman, but I'm not sure if that's the case or if he thinks that Batman serves this specific function. Yeah, it's keep him in the shadows. Don't show him and don't show him too much and don't tell us too much about his background. Right. Whereas Christopher Nolan's like, no, let's completely flesh him out because yeah, he's explore. the protagonist. His name's in the title. Let's let's make it an origin piece. Let's, let's explore his character and not wait a third of the way through the movie to to actually show him on screen in Batman or Bruce Wayne form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I or I guess, I guess Batman Returns has Batman in the first scene, whatever. but then like there's there's a bunch whatever. of whatever. This is the single best superhero origin movie. I was about to ask you that. Yeah. If, if you think it is. Yeah. I, I Nothing comes close. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like The Amazing Spider-Man, and I, I probably gave it too high a grade, um, <laughs> I, I realize that now. Just after watching this, because that seems so much like Batman Begins, but for Spider-Man. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. I can see. I can definitely see that. Um, but but this one, like, it's such like a lean piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no fat to it. And, it's, but it's not cookie. It, it does exactly what Evan Morrison needs to do by being very very efficient. Yes. And that it's the same thing we talked about with Spider-Man One, the Raimi movie. Um, where that that is very efficient for maybe half, maybe. 60%. Although, although and I there's would, a lot of contrivances that, that's and meanings in there. That's, that's efficient in terms of being cookie cutter. Just sure. Get from point, B, point A to point B. It doesn't matter how. Just and get I mean, there. But I mean, they do still treat the character right and they, yeah. for the most part. And they still try to, to set up the origin well. And then it kind of falls apart at the end where they're just kind yeah. of floundering about. For, and this one doesn't really for the most no, part. It's very not at all. It's like very consistent. It's it's the the villain plot is very much worked into the origin. Yeah. Um, so that when it comes but not back up, in, in a stupid contrived way like it it makes sense yeah um and I'm just thinking of any any other superhero movie I mean um I really like Iron Man the first Iron Man but that kind of falls apart in the third act with mm-hmm. with the villain um not really making a whole lot of sense the, they a, tried to wind him I would say a lot of the Marvel movies kind of fall yeah. apart in the the origin at movies. least at, yeah at least the origin like Incredible movies. Hulk 
kind of falls apart a little bit in the third okay. act. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Because it just turns into a big punch em up in the Harlem. No. Um, First Avenger kind of falls apart in the third act because there's some huge logic holes at the end. Yeah. Thor kind of at the ends. Eh. Thor might be the most... I, I like Thor quite a bit. Well, I was going to... I don't know. We'll, we'll have to... One day we'll have to actually do the MCU. I don't know what... Um, when we'll get around that. Because that's such a... That's such a huge commitment. In but, time. Starring... Yeah. Uh, People, Justin Timberlake and Amanda Seyfried and okay. Killian Murphy from Batman Begins. Oh man, bring it back! I was trying to, I was trying to make a terrible joke, and then I completely forgot who starred in the movie for a second. <laughs> like, oh, wait, it's Justin Timberlake. Oh lord. Uh, yeah, though it's. I don't know. Uh, I can, I really can't think of anything else that that comes close in terms of. I mean, obviously, Man of Steel is is the most spectacular origin movie so I guess we forgot that Man of Steel <laughs> is this if it had gone horribly wrong <laughs> well that's that's one way to put it I guess just in terms of like structuring the flashbacks and everything like this one is very non-linear at least for the first half mm-hmm. and that one's just non-linear all over the place <laughs> for no reason <laughs> oh, I guess it's time for a flashback okay <laughs> Does it relate to what's happening right now? No. Nope. Okay, do it. We're gonna make millions, I'm, folks. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know. I know. And we we keep we keep saying this every time we inevitably start Snyder bashing. Oh, I'm not Snyder bashing. I'm David Goyer bashing. Okay, that's that's fair. But I I know there's a lot of people who really love. This. I don't believe David Goyer is the key behind why these films work. It's all Nolan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's all I would agree with that. Uh, But David Goyer is good with big ideas. Like, a lot of the big ideas that are in Man of Steel, I like quite a bit, and that's why I still kind of enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it's it's the small human details that, that yeah. just escape him completely. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's why you have Nolan. <laughs> I, I, I know, I, we keep going back to the DC universe, DC extended universe. Well, especially when, and, now we have a good reason, because yeah. they are very much a response to this and trying to emulate this and completely falling flat. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. Uh, I think we're just we're finally I, I, justified. I know a lot of people like it, but we just do not think they're very good movies for the most part. And, and we're not trying to offend you. We, <laughs> we understand that everyone can has their own opinions, and I, I get that. And I'm not trying to like insult anybody's intelligence or anything by saying, "Oh, you, you like this movie? What idiots!" I mean, if you like it, you like it, and you probably found you know good things in it. That it it just appeals to you more. I'm, I'm not gonna try and convince you that you're wrong i'm just saying we we personally do not like them a, a whole lot and that's just that's just something we're going to come back to a lot because okay. it's very relevant so so before i get into my worst thing i'm gonna reach over to this thing of mints i've got because i really want a mint can i, I have a mint too sir yeah yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it's gonna make noise so um that's okay i'm, I'm well, sorry well, I can just make a bunch of noise because you, you warned them it's fine <laughs> that seems excessive <laughs> here you go buddy we're gonna get our first comment. We're gonna be complained about the, how that hurt their ears. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm am sorry if that hurt your ears. We we have no control over the volume in this. I'll I'll, this I'll check it and see how much it just like blast. <laughs> um, anyway. Hey, I don't have it recording at max volume. To be fair, that's true. All right. So my worst thing is the fight scenes. Okay. I can understand it for the first part where he's attacking the shipping docks. And uh, like, uh, he, he drops down he's taken out all the guys that are circled around him I understand that and Christopher yeah. Nolan has stated that's the point like it's supposed to be a quick blur you can't quite tell what's happening 
But that should be the only time that happens. Yeah. Every other time it should be well shot and we can see what's happening and that's at least for the hand-to-hand -hand fight scenes, that's not the case. And it's weird because then the chase scene is incredibly mm -hmm. well done. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it just gets better with the next one. Mm -hmm. As do the fight scenes, I think. But here, like, I'm just thinking at the end when he is to fight a bunch of those ninjas that Roz leaves behind for him before he gets on the train. I can't tell what's happening. Yeah. And it's, and it's just kind of annoying because everything else in the movie is working so well and then it's like oh the fight scenes you know the thing that probably most of the people came to see Batman beating up people is just it's not very yeah. well done it's very clear that Christopher Nolan has not done a whole lot of, lot of action stuff at this point mm -hmm. in his career and yeah I think it kind of shows but the thing is I can't tell if it's the editing or because they're just quick cuts quick cuts quick cuts or, or if the editor didn't have or if, yeah. or if the fight scenes just weren't well done to begin mm -hmm. with, so they're like, okay, do quick cuts, quick editing, make sure they can't tell how badly how badly yeah. executed yeah. it was. <clears throat> I don't know. Mm -hmm. Either way, it's a problem. Yeah. It's kind of as, as far as the and then I have no other problems with the movie. Oh, okay. Well, the microwave emitter, I, I agree with you there, but <laughs> it's but it, you, you mentioned the thing about how he he goes very fast in the when he first shows up in the bat costume and he takes them all out. And yeah, you know, you're not supposed to know exactly what's happening. It's just supposed to be like, oh god, he just you know ran through them. Uh, it's kind of the thing with the thing that I ranted about with like the alien and the predator, specifically the predator. Um, the alien being the right way to do it, and the predator being the wrong way to do it. Where once you've introduced, I, I know Batman's not not a horror monster here, but what, he's still it's it's still supposed to be this kind of like concept of okay, it's a guy who moves really fast and can take everybody out, and it's supposed to be like big and mysterious. Yeah. Once you once you've shown us, okay, this is how fast he moves. This is how people like perceive him, and it's supposed to be terrifying. Then you can kind of be like, okay, we'll we'll, we'll slow it down because you get the idea. Now now we'll make it more interesting for you to see it. I have a compliment for Zack Snyder. Yeah. At least when Batman fights, even though he's murdering everyone, <laughs> he knows how to shoot it in a way that's entertaining, and I and I I enjoy it. It's really not possible for us to compliment Zack Snyder without it's, insulting it's a him back, in the It's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> At least it's something, okay? And then he does that weird thing where Batman's hanging and he like flips. And... Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, this movie, though, yeah, uh, I I love how organically uh the the villain plot runs into the into the batman like his bruce wayne's whole origin yeah i love all of the flashbacks um the one where he falls into a cave and doesn't fly up get floated up by bats i'm sorry i'm sorry we keep doing it it feels like an amazing spider-man thing of well they did it this way you know the natural way that makes the most sense oh god we got to do it differently okay Say with great power comes great responsibility, but but without saying with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> okay, we won't have him go to the wrestling match. We'll just have him drop down in, into a, a luchador wrestling mm. ring or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh. I don't know, it's... The the flashbacks, like the other flashbacks I'm thinking of, the, there's the one where it, it keeps just... It's just a quick scene. There's no dialogue or anything. It's just a quick scene of 
little Bruce holding a, a um, stethoscope mm-hmm. to his his father's chest, and then he because he, he, he looks he looks he sees the stethoscope like at one point when he first gets back Bruce Wayne does, and that's, then he that's so beautiful and then he, he he finds it again when it's burned and it's like like, like when the mansion's burned that's down he great. finds it and it's still okay for the most the part feels and it, it's it's yeah it's a wonderful setup and payoff that takes literally thirty seconds. Like I said, I finally care about this Bruce Wayne and everything yeah. that he goes through. Yeah. I love um, the way they have it where originally he wants to shoot his parents. I love that they find his parents' killer and then, uh, you know, it's obviously Joe Chill and uh, he, he he plans to shoot Joe Chill and then someone else, or then someone working for Falcone does instead. Yeah. Uh, because that's why he's getting off. Is because and then that leads into why he doesn't kill anyone. Yeah, because he uh, of course Rachel he tells Rachel about it and then she slaps him <laughs> and then while we were watching it you're like fair enough <laughs> and, and, <laughs> she slaps him like three times I was like and and then she goes your father would be ashamed of you and that's oh yeah that cuts deeper than those slaps uh-huh. but then but then he's stuck out on the docks and he's looking at the gun and then he just throws it in the water it's a mm-hmm. great scene and then he kind of begins it because then doesn't he go and confront he begins. Oh. I don't like the title for this movie. Yeah. Mostly because with, with the other ones that we get in the trilogy. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel Because <laughs> the, the very last symmetric. two work together and yeah. the first one doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've, I've heard the joke is like, oh, for the sequel, they were just going to do, you know, Batman Begins. It's just going to be Batman Keeps On Going. <laughs> oh, God. I kind of wish it had been Batman Begins 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, of course, you know. Uh, but, because then uh, after he, or doesn't he confront Falcone and Falcone's like, is, is that when he does that? Or is that later? Yeah, he throws the gun out right before he goes to see Falcone. Yeah. And he's and Falcone's like, hey, you're a punk, lol. I, I <laughs> hold fear over everyone, and that's power you can't buy, and then fear is a theme. We have themes in this movie that yeah. aren't freaking duality. <laughs> or, God! Or family. Ah! <laughs> um, and they're actually like carried through all the way and like almost all of the characters have something to bring to that theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it... Because at that point he begins like his, his all his training and everything, and they do that really well. I, I I really love that how they they start with him training and then like coming back to Gotham and then like it, it cuts back and shows him in college and all that and it, it just it, I the flashbacks are so well handled and come at such perfect moments and then yeah the the villains are are so well worked into the into the plot in a way that doesn't feel like it's completely out of nowhere like. The fact that that Roz is supplying the the fear toxin, like the flowers and stuff, to Scarecrow, and that's then that's oh, why that's fun. coming back up because he wants to destroy Gotham, and then Batman gets in on this and figures it out, and that's how and kind of blows the whole thing right wide open, and that like it all works together in such a neat package, and it all is is so self contained, and and there there's so many little setup and payoffs, like you know where where he says. Uh, What's what's the line he says to Rachel when he sees her? Well, uh, it's not who I am, am underneath. It's what I do that defines yeah. me. Because because she's she's kind of the voice of hey, 
you're 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 a screw up and and I don't understand why you're doing this and then it it you know comes back and and to... here's where it begins where he 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 um begins uh-huh. where where he he gives those the, those he doesn't flat out say he's Batman mm-hmm. or he's Bruce he just gives like a line is like you know what I'm talking about right winks and then yeah. leaves yeah. it's nice I mean I like it I, yeah I, yeah I really appreciate it I I think it's really well done. I mean, I'm just saying it's not the last time we'll see that. Yes. What do you think of Katie Holmes, the the supposed worst part of this movie? She's fine. Yeah. I have no problems. She's she's perfectly serviceable. She's not, like, amazing. No. But she's fine. Yeah. She does exactly why she needs the job to, she's She needs for. to put a bra on for most oh, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, I, I don't want to talk about it too much, but just, like... Things are showing at several points in the movie. I'm like, you're an assistant DA. Especially at the end. Especially at the end. Yeah. It's like, you're not looking very professional. <laughs> it's, it's you're telling bit. Bruce you don't want to be with him, but I think you do. Oh. That's, that's, that might be going too far. <laughs> we're, 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 I feel like we're, we're, we're riding a dangerous line of... It's weird. It's like, a weird aspect. Yeah. It's it's a lot like uh, Mary Jane throughout yeah. the Spider Man movies where yeah. she does that a lot. And it's just kinda of like why? Why did nobody catch that? That feels it, it's just distracting and strange. Yeah. Um no oh well. She's fine though. <laughs> Everyone else is freaking amazing. Yeah. End of story. Obviously Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. He is straight up Gordon and yep. it's beautiful. Um now, Michael Caine's great. Liam Neeson. Well, Liam Neeson's great. Morgan Freeman's great. Killian Murphy's great. The uh, the evil Wayne executive is great. Rutger Hauer, the bad yeah. guy from Blade Runner. Yeah, I, I knew I know he's been in, or he's he's a pretty famous. Even actor, the old but... hobo that they do the setup payoff joke with yeah. nice coat is great. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, give me a jacket. It's a nice and, coat. And that's a very good distinction of when I don't have any problem with the convenience that that guy happened to be there yeah is if it's one thing if it's something that is it's a major aspect of the plot but for setup and payoff stuff like that it's it's great it's the same way with with him find, happening well, to find this this well, little stethoscope it's, it, it, it's it's a good way of looking at like where, where he was when he gave the guy the jacket yeah. versus where yeah. he is now like it actually that, serves some thematic purpose comics are generally full of conveniences you know of, of stuff that that is probably would never happen that easily in, in real life but they do a lot of stuff like that where it's it's a very efficient way of storytelling to, to bring back little little character moments and stuff like that without making it be this this whole impact on the story yeah. and sometimes they do the same they do make it where it's it's a kind of a distraction and a big deal but that's yeah th- this movie really does feel like Christopher Nolan did his homework for one, I, I has he said much about how much he, how he, much he cares about Batman as a character, or like? If I know read... he's had experience with the comics. Like, I there have been stories from his brother where his brother was like, "Yeah, he got me like Dark Knight Returns and Long Halloween for my birthday." Huh. You know, things like that. Yeah, that's it. It feels like it, it's oozing out of this movie that he he has 
a lot of respect for this character in this world. Yeah, and when people say that and they're talking about like the sequels, like, oh, he doesn't care about the characters, he's just doing his own thing, I'm just like, no. Yeah, no, it, it's, no. it's very true. The core of it, at, at the very least, is true to the comics. Yeah, this this is... <sighs> I'm, I'm trying to kind of place this in, in why this works in this specific niche um, compared to a lot of the other franchises we've done, because it, it's kind of got the X-Men problem sometimes. Because it's uh, good. Yeah, it's but it's kind of got the X-Men problem. <laughs> uh, sometimes of not looking very much like the comics. But unlike the X-Men comics, I would say it's a lot more kind of lib... It, it feels like it lives in the comics a lot more, where... Like, I'm thinking of Bane, and obviously we'll get to him, but Bane is is pretty much exactly what the character is supposed to be. He may not look the same, but of course Christopher Nolan's not going to, you know, put on a bodysuit and make this guy look huge just because that's that's not realistic. Yeah. Um, and he wants someone who's a great actor for it as well. He'd, he'd rather have a great actor play it to make sure the performance is right and the character is right than he would make sure it looks 100% accurate to the comics. Unlike, you know, obviously Batman and Robin where you've got all these characters that more or less look like what they're supposed to be in the comics, but they're, they're silly you know caricatures and and they don't actually do anything and not always the best choices arnold schwarzenegger yeah yeah danny devito as the penguin is i'm sure he could have done that better but that's kind of a weird yeah. choice to me and, and i don't know and again i think it's more of just he's got the correct build for it yeah and then and again like like but that yeah that michelle searcher michelle pfeiffer point. could have been did i say that right yeah michelle okay. pfeiffer yeah um could have been i feel like she could have been a great catwoman but not that the Catwoman we got in the movie is not the Catwoman that we wanted to see. Um, I, I will never understand how people say those are better representations of the comics than, than the Nolan movies. Yeah, it, it's it's because of the aesthetics. It's because oh, it looks or even like then that. How, that they're better. I mean, you like what you like. I got to throw that out there yet again. Yeah. You know, if you like those movies and you hate this, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You have your opinion. We're not mad at you. Don't be mad at us. You know. Mm -hmm everything's fine <laughs> but those movies are terrible what <laughs> in my humble opinion <laughs> uh, I like the first one okay. <laughs> this is okay so what, what, do you, what do you think about like Scarecrow because I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of everything about him and of course like if the theme is going to be fear you want to have Scarecrow mm -hmm. in there so it's fairly logical my only problem is that Rachel shoots him in the face with a taser at the end, and then he's just gone. I was going to say, I... Right after getting the great image of him right out of the straight jacket on top of a horse. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then she just takes him out. Yeah. And little Joffrey's at, at her side. Yeah. And the whole time I'm going, Batman, break his neck! <laughs> Go all Batfleck! Just, just kill him! Oh, God. Uh... It'll save everyone a lot of... <laughs> trouble <laughs> yeah I, I think that's the biggest complaint you can have about him is that he's underused a little bit maybe yeah um I, I do love that he's a through line that yeah, he shows up yeah. at the you know if we're gonna get him short change like this at the end at least he shows up in the other two yeah. movies yeah and has possibly one of the best lines in Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm uh we'll get there yeah I <laughs> Liam Neeson also I as as Rosa Gould, I feel like is, is very well done as far as him showing back up and that that scene with uh, Bruce at the party where he 
pretends to be drunk and kind of like rants at everyone to leave so that that's wonderful that's that's Bru- the Bruce Wayne I know yeah. not oh what, could you tell me which of these guys is Bruce Wayne oh well I'm not sure <laughs> oh hi I'm Bruce Wayne are you sure yeah this time <laughs> I will never understand the point of that scene I agree I agree Whereas this one, it's like, yes, when he has to fake being charismatic and crazy, yeah, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you have to show people that the billionaire with all the fancy toys isn't Batman. Yeah. There's a logic to everything in this movie. And I appreciate that. They don't take anything for granted. They have to explain everything. Like, how does he have a cape that glides? We're going to explain it. How do they have a full tank that he can drive around they explain it mm-hmm. like where does the bad cave come from they explain mm-hmm. it they and the bat cave never gets as kind of grandiose as it does in the the burton schumacher movies i mean either. no i i would have liked it if they if i mean I, I would have liked if they gone for but i'm saying that they never make it as just completely yeah. oh whatever but i just appreciate the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. It's, it, like i said they're not taking anything for granted oh he has a grapple gun well, we'll explain how that works. We're going to have... He gets everything from Lucius Fox. It's not just going to be, oh, this guy and his butler built everything themselves. I, I love the discussion of them uh, ordering parts in bulk. So oh, they yeah. Can put them together See, it's to, great. So that nobody, like, gets suspicious of, oh, wait, what, what is this one guy doing? Or, or what, you know, all... This one guy ordered, like, the same the same yeah. piece and, uh, you know whatever like it's oh we're gonna order it through different companies and stuff like that so that we can get all the pieces together and then nobody will you know uh, yeah. catch on to what who who's buying the, the parts of the bat suit can I just say I love when he goes to talk to Gordon for the first time he's like what's gonna what's it gonna take to take down Falcone and like he pretends to have a gun at the back of his head but it's really just a stapler it's great <laughs> it's things like that it's the little yeah. things I like no one appreciates the details, mm-hmm. and, and I know some... except for when it comes to being scientifically accurate. And we'll get. I was, I was about to say actually, uh, uh, I know some people have problems with this, but I also kind of really enjoy it. Uh, the cape and the way that he has the electrical glove, yeah, thing, and he, he grabs that, and that that causes the cape to become rigid. I I really enjoy that. I think that's really smart. I don't know. I I, I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and will not actually work. But it, it's it's an easy way for them to be like, okay, we we want them to have, or we want him to be able to glide places, so we're gonna give him this. Well, well, let me let me just say, this is sort of my understanding of Christopher Nolan's philosophy on scientific accuracy mm-hmm. in his movies. He's talking about the scene where uh, Ra's al Ghul is just, or Ducard mm-hmm. at this point has caused Bruce to fall into the ice after they've been sword fighting yeah. for a bit, and, and he's freezing cold, and they're sitting in front of the fire. And, and and Ducard goes, oh, rub your chest. Your arms will take care of themselves. And Christopher Nolan has said when he was writing that, he's like, yeah, I don't know if that's accurate or not. It's a bunch of gobbledygook that just works for the scene. <laughs> I was kind of afraid some Boy Scouts might might take that to heart, and that then it would be completely, you know, help, <laughs> or useless for them. And that's that, like, <sighs> but at least it's not. It it sounds as if that's actually plausible yeah, but i feel like we get like like as these films get more yeah, ambitious maybe. and bigger that when that 
issues like that come up where where it's just like hey, it's it works in this universe kind of okay just accept it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's a bigger problem mm-hmm. like like the whole bullet thing in the next movie and then the thing with Bruce's knee in the third movie mm-hmm. I don't know I don't I don't really have a problem with that I have much. more of a problem that that, that like the, the knee brace it, it's just kind of like does he have it when he goes into the pit yeah did they did they leave that on him that doesn't seem like a smart idea. No, <laughs> like it's completely dropped at a certain point in the movie, well. right? Or even some of the logic with with the the nuclear bomb. Yeah, sure. But it's just but like it, just with, just take it at face value for what the movie is saying it is. With, with this with this movie though, I I really don't feel like any of it is oh, distracting. I, I, I'm not saying it's a problem in this one. I'm saying it's setting a precedent yeah. that that will get further and further out there with each movie. What do you think about uh, the the? Oh, can I just say one thing about Katie Holmes? I like Mackie Chone all better. Okay, <laughs> I'm moving past this. Yeah, you know, because because I I apparently I'm the only person that likes like legitimately likes Maggie Joan Hall in the next she's, one. She's good. She's probably a better actress. But fine. But but like I've talked to multiple people that I know, and none of them are fans of her in that movie. I'm like, I think she's great. <laughs> I don't understand. But as I was saying, what do you think about the the train scene uh, at the end? And, and I don't have to, or I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you and all that. I'm fine with all that. I just don't understand how he causes the train cars to separate. Because <laughs> because yeah, there's a, there's a weird he throws shot. a batarang and it hits one of the windows and it breaks and there's a rush of air and it looks like he throws something behind him and it causes the train cars to separate. I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Once again, it's sort of yeah. just take it at face value for what it is. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of the scene. You're not wrong. Although I, I have heard the theory that we haven't seen Bruce carry anyone with the cape, mm-hmm. like gliding, so he might have not rescued uh, Raish, Roz, whatever, because he couldn't carry yeah. him. I mean, couldn't they have like grappled somewhere or something? Details. But, but either way, it's and people always point to the 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 fire scene as well, where he starts the fire in the the building. Um, oh, the League of Shadows. Yeah, the League of Shadows yeah. building, and and everyone's like, oh, look at all the people he killed. Well, there was a lot of time for them to get out. Yeah, and and also they forced him into an impossible situation where yeah. it was either you are directly responsible for this guy's murder or you can do this thing yeah he, he does a clever thing where he lights something on fire and then everyone knows there's explosives up there and instead they go and try to keep fighting him yeah they, they have See, plenty of this time. is where Zack Snyder's logic for how he tries to handle the Batman killing stuff like mm-hmm. if you were to take what he's saying there and put it here I buy it yeah or it's like yeah you could argue maybe Batman was kind of responsible but he does it indirectly mm-hmm. like the way it's as shot, opposed to Batman knows there's a grenade on the ground, but he's going to kick the guy into the other guy, leaving them in there with the grenade. Yeah. Yeah. No, Batman, you're responsible for that. <laughs> they have no time to get out yeah. of there. He, it, it, the way this movie is shot, he, he very much, it's, it's, you know, very much has the the ability to like, or give, gives them the ability to escape, and they they all draw their swords and they try to go after him, and then yeah. like it, it's another you know half a minute before everything really starts exploding and then at that point they're they're still stuck in there because yeah. they're still trying to fight him uh and and with Roz, i mean it's it's a 
But the thing is, again, with him, he he was stuck there because he was in that like, or he 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 was driving the train there on purpose. And and I also have to wonder if he was going to kill himself anyway, because it was that would that not have been the point of. I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe the train could have just gone through the Wayne building and kept going. But they don't say if they're if it goes through or if it's like it stops. Yeah. And then they have it go. And back the train the was way. was full stop like or full was going like like there was no way of stopping at that point. I guess the if, controls if, are broken. If, if Wayne Tower is supposed to be the central, yeah, hub, maybe then I guess through. it goes through. But, but they never it, say. It seems like he was not really that interested in saving his own life. Yeah. Anyway, um, and yeah, I mean, you you could argue he he should have you know. Done, maybe it would have been a more Batman thing to save him, but yeah, well, maybe, I, maybe he, I, I, I like it because it's kind of trolling Roz because he says he's like, ah, oh, are my methods supernatural? I'm immortal, and like he hints at that kind of stuff yeah. from the comics, which I kind of like. Like how Batman's kind of trolling him. It's almost like, oh, you're immortal? Yeah, show me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just glides away. Bye. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a little bit of an issue for me, and maybe he could maybe he he wasn't even able to actually save him. I don't know. Uh, like maybe they would have both died if he tried. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, I think of it as it's almost one of those situations where he's too dangerous to live. Yeah. Where it's like, what's going to happen if you do save him? Like he's but, not going to stop. But then it's also kind of the same way with uh, Joker, though, and he does save the Joker, which is wonderful, and we will get to that. And and that's such a great example of oh this the was Joker something. Joker does have an army of ninjas behind him. I mean that's true, but this it's such a great example. Of, oh, this is something Batman threw the Joker off. It's something he's directly responsible for. Yeah, and so then he's like, no, I'm gonna save him. Well, you could almost say Batman's learning from his mistakes. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna let him die too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, obviously but that's it, that's but, not explicitly. But said. this is this is still it's still this is letting Roz you know yeah. in the in the bed he made. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, putting him in a situation. I grabbed him and threw him off the building. Yeah. Yeah. Or I snapped his neck. (laughs) Or I hurled a crate at him, leaving a huge smear of blood from the back of his head on the wall. Or I threw a car at him. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. We're gonna... That's gonna be... That's gonna be his podcast. Woo! It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, are we gonna talk about the score? Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Do do you want to talk about why why you love the Danny Elfman one more than this? You hack fraud. Well, I don't. I don't say more. It's it's fine. The Danny Elfman one is. Um. Didn't we kind of talk about this in Batman? I think so. Um. I'll, I'll bring it up again. The Danny Elfman one is more of a theme. Well, then again, maybe not, because Britain was here and we kind of went off the rails a lot. So That's true. Maybe we didn't That's do it. That's true. I don't know. Uh, the, the theme for those, though, is actually a, a theme that's kind of like a, a tune. You can hum it. Hum. Yeah. As, as opposed to, to this, where it's just like... Bwah, yeah, it, this, this is bwah. an actual soundtrack designed to be played alongside the movie. Yeah. As, and it's still pretty great on its own, but it's it's not quite the same as you know a classic John Williams theme. Yeah, uh, is what I'm thinking of, and and I mean that's it's still obviously great and it's wonderful with the movie. It's probably better piece of music overall. Yeah, or, or work of music. Um, 
But I, I just enjoy that the Danny Elfman theme is kind of it's it's just both of them are just as equally suited to Batman. Yeah. Um. And and I I just like that the Danny Elfman theme is kind of a more memorable through line. It's a bombastic theme. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't say either of them is really better than the other. Yeah. But what about the the Batman theme from Batman versus Superman? I honestly don't remember. What, I, I should know. That, what that's my point. I, I should remember it. No, that's my point. <laughs> I remember it only because I listened to the soundtrack. I'm like, I don't like this at all. Huh. I don't know. I like Lex Luthor's, Lex Luthor's theme. <laughs> no, I mean, I specifically don't like the Batman theme. Okay. There's other stuff. Yes. Yeah. Eh, whatever. I like pretty much everyone else's theme from that movie. Yeah. Anyway. Um, is, is there anything else we really need to address? I think we're good. Let me see the score sheet. Okay. Are, well, are there any other big complaints about this movie that we're forgetting to address? I don't know. The cover of the microwave emitter? Did, we, didn't, we really didn't talk about Christian Bale. Do people not like him? I mean, the Batman voice. Yeah, but... Okay, let me go ahead and say... No, I'm not gonna... Oh, okay, right, right. The Batman voice in this does not sound the same as it does in the second and third movies. They went back in the editing for the second and third movies, and they digitally altered his voice. Yeah. It, it clearly does not sound the same. Like, you can go back and compare them. It doesn't sound the same. And I really like the voice that he has in this one. And I don't know if it was an issue of... I, I know he lost his voice at, during several points of filming. So I don't know if it's when they got to the second and third movies, they told him, hey, tone it down a little bit, and then we'll go back in editing and we'll try to make it sound like it did in the first movie and they were never able to do that or if for some reason they're like oh we need to go further yeah I, don't, I honestly don't know but I think it sounds fine here I agree I think and it's really well I feel done. like he does a much better job of enunciating his words because like even when he's like when he's screaming where were the other drugs going like I can tell what he's saying mm -hmm. but then he gets to the third movie and he's like you never give it to an ordinary sort of thing. Yeah. I'm like, what? You just give that to oh. me one more time. One more take. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, I think Christian Bale's great. I really, I really dig him. He's, he's my favorite actor to play Batman. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, I, you can argue about the voice in the second and third movies. I think it's perfectly fine here. Yeah. And I think he is the first and maybe the only one to really work for me on both levels of Bruce Wayne and Batman. I agree. I can agree with like that. Like, he works really well for both of them. Yeah. Hello. Hello? Hello, Carthorn. Uh, one, one last thing I do want to address. Uh, also, I feel like, and this will probably come up again, too, uh, the the Tumblr, some, I think people sometimes complain, oh, why, uh, how do you know he's not murdering a bunch of people when he's, like, driving that around and stomping on cars that, for one, I feel like the the car, the tumbler, is actually supposed to be a lot lighter than maybe it looks. Yeah. Um, just given the fact that a they they explain that it's supposed to be for bridge jumping or yeah. for jumping across gaps to make a bridge. Yeah. Um, like having like a rampless jump and everything, which and obviously a, a normal tank would not be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, and and the way it kind of like just the the suspension is so like like a, it bounces so much. I feel like it's it's not actually as supposed to be quite as much of a just complete you know tank as we think it is yeah uh the design is wonderful by the way just yeah. wanted to throw that out there i love the way it looks uh but the 
like there's one scene where where he he run he does like run over a police car and they show the the policeman and they're both fine and like the the car isn't very much caved in so even if that's just kind of a way of being like oh he didn't actually kill anybody it's fine uh it's still at least that's an in-universe example of you know okay so he ran this over over this car and it didn't destroy everyone inside my favorite thing is that in the video game version Mm -hmm. of batman begins that i used to have for my playstation 2 during the chase sequences you would like completely just trash cars uh-huh. and, and you're talking about, there's no way these people survive but it says zero casualties <laughs> and I'm like that's perfect uh, that's pretty great yeah and, and there's a couple of things he does where he like flips police cars by using the explosives and stuff like that and that's probably a little excessive but hey they're wearing seatbelts and the cars themselves don't look demolished so yeah it's fine I don't, I don't it's fine <laughs> maybe he's just getting lucky but it's a black tank <laughs> and I love the way he just like disappears yeah in the to end the chasing yeah that's pretty great by like stopping the car it is good stuff what a great movie what's her grade I love the ending <laughs> the, the bat signal he gave us a signal and, and the joker card oh yeah the joker card is wonderful and the I never said thank you, and you'll never have to. Ah, it's great! And the music swells, and then he glides away, and it says Batman Begins, and then it's great! And then he runs away from the stop <laughs> signal. Oh, wait, no. That's, that's, that was the last one. I'm giving an A-. I think that's what I'm going with, too. It's not, it's not perfect, but it's pretty close. I'll, I'll land on A- as well. That's, that's... I was thinking that this kind of feels a lot like a casino royale to me but i like it a little bit more um and i gave it i gave casino royale a b plus i was wondering about that did i give casino royale oh same grade yeah i it's yeah, yeah. very similar i think it's the same thing where there's me. just a couple of issues and that one i feel like has a little more that that dings it for me as yeah. someone who's not as familiar with the james bond character but the, this this i feel like is is very good what is that what's the last time I was care batman, about batman that's it's great was I, batman 66 the last time we gave a movie of anything above like a B plus. Yeah. Batman. What a run. 89, we both gave C minuses. Batman Returns, we both gave D pluses. Batman Forever, I gave a C minus, you gave a C. And then Batman Robin, we both gave Fs. Uh-huh. Ah! And then Apocalypse. And then Apocalypse, I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's written incorrectly on my score sheet because I wrote some yes, of the movies I, I... we were... I'm explaining to the audience. Come on. <laughs> I feel like you already did this, though. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but I went ahead and wrote some of the movies that we were planning on doing, and I didn't think, oh, wait, we're going to do Apocalypse soon. I should probably write, write that first. <laughs> so it's kind of at the bottom of my list. I gave it a C-, and you gave it a D+. Yeah. And now we both gave Batman Begins A-. Mm-hmm. Long story short, <laughs> it's a great movie. And if you love Batman as a character, there's no reason you should hate this movie. Yeah. But if you like those Tim Burton movies, you know, whatever, I guess it sucks. That's fine. I guess it sucks. <laughs> you know. or, or you could just like both. That's okay. Or you could like both. I'm okay with that. I, I kind of like both. Yeah. Just, I guess. just one is, is objectively better. <laughs> <laughs> How many 
many snarky ways can I do that? Be like, they're both fine. They're both fine. But this one's clearly better. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I do that one too much. <laughs> okay. So, so not necessarily next week, but theoretically two weeks from now, whenever we get to it, whatever, yeah. we'll finally get to Dark Knight. Yeah. So yeah. Should be two weeks. Should be theoretically. Give us give us the day off after Thanksgiving, and we'll we'll get back to you guys, all all your all our loyal viewers. We we have. According to the mysterious stats that I don't understand, we do seem to have a slowly rising audience of like five people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta start somewhere, I guess. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Are, are we done? Oh, contact information. Right, right. Go. Uh, you uh, can, it's, you... it's so amazing how many episodes we've done of this and we still don't remember the drill. <laughs> yeah. Go, uh, so on Twitter, you can find us at HCT Sequels. Uh, you can find us on uh, the, by emailing us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com and you can find us uh, online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com you are, you are pawing at your score sheet are you, no, are you, okay? you know what the worst part is because you're always asking me when you're editing and you're about to upload it hey what episode are we on but since X-Men Apocalypse I have numbered incorrectly <laughs> now we're all screwed up we're just it's, it's all ruined <laughs> Stay rogue, everybody. Batman! <laughs> and...